How many times have you heard a movie is all right? It's average. It's just okay. If you ask your friends if you should see it and they say, meh. I'm Davey Ferris, and he's Darren Cross. And on this show, we'll break down and review these movies and decide once and for all if these meh movies are good or bad. And whether or not you should watch them. Because on this show, there are no meh movies. Now for a movie to qualify as meh, it must be between 40 and 60 on the tomato meter or 4 and 6 on IMDb. And the movie we chose this week in honor of St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Darren. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Did you show up drunk like you promised everybody last week? <laughs> no, but I am drinking some Irish whiskey while we record here. So, All right, Darren's in the mood. That counts. I, I hope you enjoyed your St. Patrick's Day. Or maybe you're waking up and listening to this on your St. Patrick's Day morning before you get drunk. But in honor of St. Patrick's Day, we did the movie from 1993, the horror comedy Leprechaun which scores a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, a little below a meh movie, but a 4.8 on IMDb, which puts it right in our sweet spot. Of course, spoiler warning, spoiler warning for the whole movie. Darren, in case it's been a while since they've seen it or they've never seen it before, what is Leprechaun all about? Leprechaun is surprisingly about a leprechaun, an an evil leprechaun, I guess, arguably evil. Um, he, you know, he's pissed because he's, his gold was stolen. So, I mean, I think I would be mad also. Um, but so the movie starts out, uh, several years ago. We're not exactly told what year it is, but, um, an elderly gentleman steals his gold and, um, the leprechaun comes for him and ends up killing his wife and almost killing the man and uh 10 years go by the leprechaun is essentially has been imprisoned by a four-leaf clover in the basement of the house and someone else has bought the house and the leprechaun gets released on accident and uh, is still searching for his gold and uh carnage carnage ensues absolutely All right, Darren, the question we ask of all our meh movies, did the movie do what it was supposed to do? Now, this movie actually went through some interesting changes in uh, production, but I want to hear your answer first. So it's listed as a horror comedy. Did this movie do what it was supposed to do? For the most part, I said yes. I was like 90% yes. Uh, it, It definitely checks the boxes of a of a horror comedy i wish it was funnier for like intentional reasons instead of unintentional reasons (laughs) all right but also like it's you know it's to me it's it's a b-grade movie right so it's that's very much what it feels like so so you would be disappointed if you went in hoping this was a a a-grade comedy horror movie so yeah, so I so I guess how it was originally marketed probably has a lot to do with it. Um, so I would say if it was marketed as a B grade horror comedy, I would say yes, the movie did what it was supposed to do. If it was marketed as an A grade horror comedy, I would say it fell a little short. So in production, originally director and writer Mark Jones intended it to be a straight horror movie. It wasn't right. until Warwick Davis got cast. Uh, he injected a lot of comedy into the role and they kind of rolled with it and adapted. There were reshoots and things they had to do to um, kind of balance it. There were reshoots, I think, for comedy's sake. And there were also reshoots for horror's sake, for gore's sake. They, uh, some of the early reviews of the film, uh, test screenings and stuff like that, wanted it more gory. Yeah, I would say that the movie did what it was supposed to do. If you see the trailer for this, yeah, they don't... They don't hide the monster or anything like that. Like, he's pretty front and center in all the marketing. And his one-liners are part of the selling point of, of this movie. I think, I think what separates a horror comedy from a horror movie is that you look forward to seeing the creature or the villain or the monster 
on screen because you know that they're going to have all the funny one-liners. That's kind of the role. That's where the comedy comes from, usually. The comedy doesn't come from the people being terrorized. The comedy in a horror comedy comes from the creature, the monster. So I definitely think that Warwick Davis and uh, and Mark Jones, the writer-director, it fits comfortably into the horror comedy genre. It's You could not call this a straight horror movie. Definitely was not scary enough to fit as a horror movie. So I agree with you there. The movie did what it was supposed to do. All right, Darren, speaking of Warwick Davis, let's get into this cast. A small cast again this week. Warwick Davis, uh, a later the leprechaun becomes named Lub- Lubden. I believe, but I don't think the name is ever used in this. So we'll just say the leprechaun. Jennifer Aniston in her first film role as Tori Redding. Ken Olant as Nathan Murphy. Mark Holton as Ozzy. Robert High Gorman as Alex. David Permaner as the deputy. William Newman as the sheriff. Shay Duffin as Daniel O'Grady. Pamela Mant as Mrs. O'Grady. John Sanford as, I don't even know who Jackie D. Redding is, and John Volstad apparently as Joe. I don't even know who that character is. So, again, a small cast, but Darren, of that small cast, who was your top performer? Who brought it? For me, I decided to go with Jennifer Aniston. Um, I thought she, you know, so this is a a year before Friends premiered. So Friends, Friends premiered in 94, and I think well, you could already... They they filmed it in 91. It gets released in 93, but she's filming this in 91. So she's filming it three years before Friends. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how long filming took. You could already sort of, you know, it, and obviously this is hindsight, right? Because we are familiar with Friends. But you could already see that she sort of has some acting skills where um, you could... you it, She just feels pretty authentic for the most part um, when she's like trying to be stuck up it feels very authentic when she's trying to be funny it feels very authentic when she's the scary thing i think was the thing that she was challenged with the most of like being scared but even that wasn't bad um so yeah i thought i thought she was this she brought this good balance of a little bit of this like damsel in distress part of the time but then also like kind of uh, took control of things when it needed to be taken control of and like was was kind of sort of played a little bit of like the hero role in uh, in taking down the leprechaun, at least in part. Yeah, I think that's a it's always a fun role for the the horror girl, right? The girl in the horror movie that defeats the monster, has to face the monster. It tends to be a trope in horror movies where there's always a girl that stands up to the monster or fights back against the monster. And yeah, I, I think she fit that role pretty good on such a small scale movie as this is. Um, you could tell she's raw, you know, some raw acting in there. She is embarrassed, I think, to this day about her <laughs> performance in this movie. Uh, for me, my top performer, I mean, the question here is who brought it? And I'm telling you who brought it was Warwick Davis. <laughs> He brought it 1,000%. I mean, have you ever seen someone commit to a role like that? Like, just just go all in? Yeah, I couldn't resist. Warwick Davis is obviously a legend. uh, And up until this point, he had been playing mostly good guys. Wicket in Star Wars was his first role ever. George Lucas, you know, gave him a shot. He played uh, in Willow, uh, you know, a very charming role in Willow. And so this, the reason he wanted to do this was because it was against character. It was against type for him. And he got to flex a little bit of his acting chops and do something besides being a more heartwarming character. So, yeah, I I can't believe some of the stuff that the leprechaun gets into and some of the, the one-liners and the things he gets away with. And uh, he... There's no holding back. There's no, he's 100% committed to this role and this monster. Those lines don't work if you, if you don't believe in them, right? The cheesy, it's cheesy, but they don't work. The, the gags don't work. And part of the leprechaun myth is the leprechaun is a trickster. Mm-hmm. Like that's, if you have embody the leprechaun character, you have to embody the trickster part of it. So yeah, 
It was fun. Uh, it was a very fun performance by Warwick Davis. Fair. <laughs> All right, Darren. Uh, that takes us into successes and failures. And for the last few weeks, we've been, you know, getting into this via themes, right? What are the big themes in this movie? I think for this movie, it's going to be a little bit hard. I mean, in a horror comedy, there isn't really a theme. If you're more there for the fun of the movie then you are to learn anything or experience anything. So I don't know if you were able to identify a theme, but let's roll into successes and failures and see, see what you came up with. Um, I, I had a couple themes actually that I would like to talk about. Um, I thought that, you know, like communism was a really big theme in this movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm totally making that up. <laughs> My, my my only attempt at a theme was don't mess with myths or fairy tales. If okay. you know a leprechaun is supposed to have his gold, don't take his gold. It's that simple. Yeah, really that all simple. this could have been avoided. Right. Don't. So greed. Greed is my theme. Greed. There you go. That's good. That's good. Okay. I can roll with that. Was that a success or a fail for you? It was a success. Right? So... I think they could have made it a, a slightly more of a success. So we come to find that uh, Tori, who's Jennifer Aniston's character, gives back the the bag of gold to the, the leprechaun. And so they kind of assume that it's over because like, all right, we've that's what he wanted and we gave it to him. It turns out there's one missing because the character Ozzy, who's sort of like this plays in an adult with a child's mind, sort of. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, accidentally swallows one of the coins earlier on. I think if they wanted to, f- but but the original man, the the is it Dan Daniel O'Grady who originally owns the house and 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 uh, locks up the leprechaun, right? Yes, right? Daniel O'Grady. So he steals the the gold, which is kind of what starts this whole thing. So I thought it would have been better if Ozzy or even one of the other characters, maybe the little kid um, had just kind of pocketed one of the coins just for the sake of like, ah, he won't miss one sort of, you know, and it sort of, sort of could have uh, rolled the theme there a little bit. Um, but instead it was, it was like a big, it was very much a child thing, right? Where like, Oh, I accidentally swallowed a penny. You know, that's <laughs> a giant, giant round gold coin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do take it to the coin dealer and, you know, yeah. They are interested in how much money it's worth. So there is yeah. a little greed there. Sure. Uh, I guess Jennifer Aniston's character, Tori, is the one. She's the L.A. girl, right? The one who's all about money. And her dad even says something to her at the beginning that there's more to life than money. So maybe you mm-hmm. did hit on the theme. But she's the one that gives back the money. She doesn't want anything to do with the money. So she goes against type there. You'd yeah. think she would be the greedy one. Well, she's learned. That's towards the end of the movie. She's yeah. she's turned the page. Are you found the lesson in there? I like yes. that you found a theme. All right. Uh, other successes and failures. I guess it's my turn to jump in here. Um, I will give a success to uh, the violence of the Leprechaun. Now, again, remember this is a horror comedy, and in a horror comedy, death by pogo stick. Is an all-time classic. <laughs> it was great. It was such a creative it was. It kill. Was. Yeah, the leprechaun, uh, his powers are kind of ridiculous, but he does get some fun kills in this movie. And our, surprisingly, our our entire main cast survives, but they throw in enough side characters. I feel like the writer, uh, writer and director here, Mark Jones, really went out of his way to add side characters in just to kill them. The coin guy, the sheriff who was out running radar at night. Like he definitely had to throw some people in here for he the leprechaun. Dan, to he get kills kill Dan now. O'Grady at the end. Yep. Yep. And Mrs. O'Grady in the beginning. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So uh, yeah, the creativity there, it fit horror comedy. Uh, it was funny. It was funny. It was funny kills. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I have to say about that is the, when he was doing the damage and it was actively happening, 
it looked like they were being injured much more severely than they were when the, it was over and you saw what was done to them. Yeah, they do that kind of quick cutting with the camera and the editing where it's like slashing. Yeah, and, and it looks forth. really, yeah. really bad. But then like when it's all over, it's like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, he drew a lot of blood from a lot of people in that movie. He did. He did. I like that he, uh, I think, I think just, you know, just grabbing and crushing the face is underutilized in horror movies, right? That's a great way to hurt somebody. Yeah. Just Especially when you have them and... those nails. Yeah. Yeah. Should we, did you figure out all the powers of the leprechaun? Yeah. Yeah. Actually I have a, I'll address one of them. I know in my successes and failures, but I'm pretty sure we have like teleportation, uh, I guess, uh, like, tel- not telepathy. Yeah, is it telepathy? What, what's, like, the thing where you can control thing? Well, he, like, shoots, like, a laser. No, yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah, he can open and close doors, really. I think, I think that's yeah. Yeah. pretty much all there. And he uh, seems pretty immortal, unless you do yes. the four-leaf clover thing. Yes, uh, he can imitate voices. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That's, yeah. that, that was, like, some Terminator 2 stuff right there. He's excellent with shoes. That's got to be a superpower, right? Those shoes would look really nice all shined <laughs> up on the table. He does have some super strength, though. The leprechaun definitely, he rips that car door off. Oh, yeah. He's got to yeah. be strong for sure. Oh, and I wrote down vanity. That's one of his weaknesses, vanity. You know, <laughs> he stops to check himself in the mirror. <laughs> one thing I want to add to this conversation is it's not just the leprechaun who has awesome kills. But the final solution, how they kill the leprechaun, was pretty cool. They had to get the four-leaf clover on him, and they do foreshadow that Alex is an excellent shot with his slingshot. He shoots a wad of gum at Ozzy in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I, I thought he was going to stick the clover leaf to him with the gum, but he yeah. gets the leprechaun to turn with his mouth agasp, and he fires the clover leaf down his throat. That was a pretty cool kill, so I'm going to add that to my list of cool kills. Uh, he's got definitely has some like Bart Simpson accuracy. Yes. Oh, we should have done that. A power rankings of the top slingshot <laughs> characters in movie history and TV history. All right. What else you got on successes and failures? I did have just his obsession with cleaning shoes as a success. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> it was very funny. And the fact that it's he's so obsessed that, that the the group uses it as a tool to distract him. <laughs> they just start throwing shoes in the dirt and he can't help himself but to just go and clean them, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, that was good. That was a good, that was a smart getaway for the for our humans in the movie. That was a funny ba- gag. All right, we got to give this movie a fail here. It ain't a perfect movie. <laughs> By no means is it a perfect movie. Um, my first fail here, every character makes a very obvious decision that like spells their doom or foreshadows something in the movie. So Ozzy swallowing the coin at the beginning is like the, one of the most obvious versions of this, right? He's like, <laughs> he's just look. he's like, oh, I'll bite it. And then he's like, oops, I swallowed it. And you're like, well, obviously that's going to come back at the end of the movie. <laughs> um, Tori, when Jennifer Aniston, when she's running, uh, and she f- sees the sheriff's car and she like oh, she thinks she's saved and she runs up to the sheriff's car like you're obviously making a decision here that's going to get you trapped like you're yeah. you're making a terrible decision here yeah. uh even the sheriff running or running around uh out in the woods like just go back to your car just run away don't you don't have to find it just run away yeah so yeah so a lot of characters make some pretty stupid decisions that ultimately lead to their doom or ultimately uh, foreshadow something terrible that's going to happen to him. And I guess Mr. O'Grady in the beginning of the movie is the most obvious example of this. Yeah. Like you said, you just don't take the gold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did have uh, the sheriff's or not the sheriff, the deputy's whole reaction and defense mechanism to the, <laughs> to the, le- to the leprechaun as a fail. Cause it just didn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, like, he thought it was like a kid said, in a I'm mask. Gonna run away, I'm going to run away from my car. I'm going to try to throw my baton at him. Yes. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. He throws the baton just randomly at the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll get him. He'll get him for sure. 
Speaking of Ozzy, I had Ozzy as a fail in general, his whole character. Um, I didn't like it. And I thought it, I thought it was, it was just, it didn't seem feel like it fit in the movie because like it was where the rest of the movie is kind of like this, like, you know, sort of goofy horror his, it was almost like a little too like of mice and men. Like it almost got a little too serious where like yes. they were talking about like, Oh, he, well, he has a disability and we're going to, we're going to pay to help get it fixed and all that stuff. And it's like, it just was like, it got to be a little much. I think it, it didn't, it didn't feel like it fit the rest of the movie, the seriousness of it. Yeah, the only the only thing that could possibly save it is it's because it's the young boy Alex who's like says we're gonna get an operation to fix your brain. Like yeah. the, the only way you could you could pass that off is the fact that oh a child's innocence would would want to help his friend would would see it like that wouldn't wouldn't yeah. understand the severity of a of a mental disorder and would be like oh we'll get you an operation to fix your brain but. It is really awkward. It does not hold up with you know today's standards of how we talk about mental health and disabilities. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, it was pretty rough. Yeah, and plus the kid later on in the movie admits that he knows that I, that there's no operation to get. He's yeah. just trying to make Ozzy feel better. Yeah, and that actor, um, Mark Holton, he's always played odd characters strange characters um you'll probably all remember him from peewee's big adventure where he plays his nemesis francis uh he was also in teen wolf he played his name was literally chubby in the movie he was one of the basketball players in teen wolf uh he's gone on to do so many things he he has a very famous line in naked gun uh where he stands up and yells it's enrico palazzo Oh, a league of their own. He was the older Stillwell. In the in the ah, the memorial, not the memorial, yeah, yeah. the baseball hall of fame hall, scene. Hall of yeah. Fame, yeah. So yeah, so he's always played some strange characters, some off characters. You could have just made him. You could have just made him an idiot. You could have just not not actually mentally challenged, but just made him like a dumb guy. Yeah. You know, a, a goofball, a knucklehead. You could have just right. made him a knucklehead. You didn't have kind, to kind of like um, go that what's, far. What's the uh, I don't know, I can't remember the actor's name, but like the sidekick in Shaun of the Dead, right? What actor is yeah. that? Oh, that, the heavy set, heavier set guy who's a Frost, actor. Nick Frost. Yeah, like Nick Frost in Shaun of the Dead, right? So he's not mentally challenged. He just makes really terrible decisions. <laughs> yeah, just a knucklehead. All right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that was that was rough. That yeah, was a fail. So that, so that was a fail for me, yeah. So another fail for me, I'm going to give the production of the movie a fail. There are some things that I will totally let slide because it's a horror comedy, like speeding up Warwick Davis in the wheelchair when he's chasing Jennifer Aniston. Like, they clearly speed up the film to make it look like he's going very fast, which apparently, spoiling a little trivia, they had to make Jennifer Aniston run in slow motion in... In the shots where you can see both of them, they made her run in slow motion because he was struggling so much with the wheelchair to keep up. So there's some acting for you. But yeah, so some things you get away with because it's a horror comedy and, you know, the way special effects were back then. Yeah, okay, fine. Some of the effects actually were pretty good. When the leprechaun gets his hand chopped off, yeah, that effect good. worked. Yeah. yeah. But some of the, yeah, some of the cinematography, some of the way they film things, and part of it is when you're, you're an indie movie, you're a, I think the budget was a million dollars, you don't have time for multiple angles, you don't have time uh, for close-ups and wides necessarily and everything, so some things are just all done in a wide shot, some things are done in ridiculous close-ups, and the, clearly the, uh, the scene where she goes to find the older O'Grady uh, they really decided that was the scene they're going to do some interesting camera work with where they were tilting that Dutch angle. It's called a Dutch yeah. angle when you tilt the camera. I think they did it once early yeah. on in the movie too. Okay. But, but that, yeah. that, was, that, that was only two times they did it, I think. But yeah, the look, there was a lot of audio that was redubbed, it felt like, uh, ADR 
Um, when you could clearly tell the actors on camera were not saying anything and you were hearing the dialogue kind of dubbed in a lot with Jennifer Aniston at the beginning of the movie and with mm-hmm. Alex and Ozzy at the beginning of the movie. So, yeah, so I don't know. The production value was as far as indie, uh, indie horror movies go, it was pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. And I'll, I'll give away one of my quick picks. And again, this, you know, it's, it's forgivable. It didn't have an impact on the movie specifically but it's just a thing that you know you're sitting there watching and you're like "Mm?" and uh when when she first met uh is it sean right nathan excuse me when they first met nathan and she uh she's by the jeep and he's like having a conversation with her and he's like leaning on the back spare tire of the jeep and they cut to jennifer aniston and they cut back to him and he's like 10 feet away in like in like half a second and you're like mm, what did, what did, <laughs> how did how did you get are you the leprechaun how did you get so far <laughs> uh, all right but but yeah i could see i could see that um i'll go back to a success all right the rhyming i loved the rhyming it was <laughs> so it was so it was like uh, it was like several dad jokes over and over again it was so bad it was good it was yes. just like Oh my gosh, I just can't tell you. Like, there's so many. I feel uh, like this movie adds a lot to the myth of the leprechaun through all these rhymes. Yeah. 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 And I, I think it's it's almost like they were like, let's take all the things that people assume and let's just put them up to like a hundred and just see what happens. <laughs> all right. So this was gonna be my last question for you before we move into the Rotten Tomatoes reviewers. Do you feel like the myth of the leprechaun, like this movie, uh, elevates it, lowers it, you know, uh, respects it? How do you feel this movie handles the myth of the leprechaun? I mean, I th- to be honest, I think it's what I just said, right? So I think they, I think they decided, like, let's. So there's two different directions. I feel like you have to go if you're gonna if you're gonna breach this leprechaun topic, right? You either go the direction of keeping it very like confusing and mythical, right? Because so the idea of a leprechaun is, you know, something you de- there it it exists in myth because very few or no people have ever seen it. That's why it can be a thing, right? Because it's it's like it's like Loch Ness monsters. It's, you know, it's all that same stuff. Um, or you go the opposite direction and you totally display everything which I think works better in a horror comedy. If you're doing a traditional horror, then I think hiding it more does, does better. Um, so, yeah. So I, I think they, they totally like uh, stereotyped the hell out of everything. Like everything you could imagine they did, but I don't think it was like an accident. I think it was intentional. And I think if you're trying to make a horror comedy, then that's that's the way to do it. Not don't don't like hide stuff or make it too creepy or or you know, if, if you're trying to do something more serious, then that that that's a different story. But I, I think uh they really uh went for it. And so and so I would say it added to the myth of the leprechaun because all the things you would expect you assume are true because of this movie. All right, excellent. Yeah, it uh the myth of the leprechaun. I was reading some things. This is from yourirish.com folklore and legends uh page. But yeah, they there were a lot of things they hid in here. Um, you know, not don't mess with a leprechaun. They're tricksters. Um they will mess with you and they're very hard to catch. Um they're usually found, they're not many of them are found in uh what was that? Uh, North Dakota. You're not going to find many leprechauns in North Dakota. But he <laughs> yeah. did travel with O'Grady from Ireland right. um, to right. get his gold back. Uh, the, the thing about granting three wishes is often comes up in the myth. Uh, mm. We didn't really touch that here. There were no, no wishes granted here. Mm-mm. And uh, their love for dancing, that was, that was left out. Apparently, they became shoemakers because they were always wearing out their shoes dancing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So their love for dance was, uh, where was it? Uh, there's a story of a woman who had been spirited away by the fairies. She had been returned seven years later, minus her toes, because she had danced them off. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of dancing. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, yeah, interesting. And interesting. You're right. I like that they 
there are things in this movie that have probably become folklore now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're almost, what, 30 years later? So, yeah. So a lot of things can slide into pop culture and slide into folklore, especially after yeah. eight of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got anything else in successes and failures before we move into Rotten Tomatoes? I had one other failure. I don't I don't know if it's a, maybe more of a quick pick, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that I, I love that. So Ozzy is trying to tell them most of the movie that there is a leprechaun and they don't believe him because of who he is. And they there's a scene when they for the rest of the of the group clearly see him right he they're like fighting with him it's it's when uh i think it's when nathan gets hit by the bear trap right so it's it clamps on his leg and uh, they're trying to help him and then and then the leprechaun shows up and they there's a some kind of fight of some capacity and they get back in the house and then they're somehow still not convinced that it's a leprechaun despite the fact that they've clearly seen this very small person dressed as a leprechaun. It takes Ozzy and Alex telling them, oh, there's gold involved. And they're like, oh, well, then it's a leprechaun, obviously. <laughs> so, <laughs> we thought it was just a really angry possum, but right. there's gold. Yeah, 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 that changes everything if you say there's gold. So that was, that was another failure that I had. All right, fair enough. All right, time to move into the Rotten Tomatoes reviewers. There aren't many this week. There aren't any women again this week. No women reviewers on Rotten mm. Tomatoes for this movie, which is disappointing. I like a more diverse uh, view of the movie. But you feeling fresh or you feeling rotten, Darren? Oh, fresh. Not much to choose from here. <laughs> Luke Y. Thompson from New Times said the perfect high-concept comedic slasher, and it's still Jennifer Aniston's best film to date. Wow. Do you think Jennifer Aniston has gotten better? Or is this... Is she Did she peak when she was young and it's all been downhill from there? <laughs> I, I think it might be a bit of a stretch to say this is her best film to date. Yeah, I think, I think she's grown a little bit into a pretty funny actress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she does. She's done some good stuff, but better than this. All right, I'm gonna combine the next because there's only two fresh reviews, and the rest are <laughs> rotten. Uh, I'm gonna combine these. So uh, Ken Hankey from Mountain Express in Asheville, North Carolina, his fresh review: a mildly diverting horror silliness followed by dreadful sequels, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Masley from Gone with the Twins. I don't know, a punny blog or something. I don't know. His rotten review, if the film was either considerably goofier or significantly more horrifying, it might have worked. Mm. And then I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to pile on Jason Bailey from Flavor Wire. His rotten review, the basic problem with Leprechaun is that it just isn't scary, not even a little bit, not for the tiniest second, and that's the result of a basic failure at the conception stage. So, Darren, with all that said, do you think they needed to pump up the silliness? Do you think they needed to pump up the horror? And did you find it scary at all, even a little bit? I could get on board with the idea of pumping up the horror. I think we had plenty of silliness. I think the silly, I mean, I would, it'd be interesting to to get a percentage of the movie where the leprechaun is laughing. Like how many minutes of the movie is the leprechaun laughing um and there's like you know he's driving tiny cars he's on a tricycle he's on a wheelchair there's i think we he has a lot of vehicles vehicles. i think we hit our capacity of silliness um it could i think you could have gone more horror i would say the only thing that i noted that i was like this is like legit scary was and you, i mean you, you knew it was coming but you didn't know exactly what it was going to look like when she goes to find dan o'grady at the retirement community she's talking to jennifer aniston's character tori is talking to him and his back he's in a chair his back is to her you know it's going to be the leprechaun you know it's it's not it's it's, it's very clear that that's what's, that's what's going to go on but um for some reason in his like costume of 
Dan O'Grady as the leprechaun. He had this very like um, Joker almost feel to it, like creepy Joker look to it. And I, I wasn't saying I was like scared by it, but like I, it, the look of it was genuinely, it was a good, scary monster look. Um, so I would say that that's the only time that I, I would say scared, quote unquote. Um, the rest of it was was pretty goofy. So I mean, I could be on board with with upping the horror. How about you? I I don't know if I need the horror. To be up, I, I actually think I'm here more for the goofiness than I am for uh, for the horror. I mean, if I'm sitting in the theaters, if I'm going to the theaters watching this, I probably want to laugh more than I want to be scared Yeah. at this type of movie. Just because, I don't know, maybe it's just Warwick Davis' performance has, has gotten me used to that. You know, in the way they go with the sequels, it's just gotten me used to this being a silly franchise. But I think it was more fun as a silly franchise. I don't think it would have been very convincing as a horror movie. One of the reboots, one of the remakes, uh, I believe it was Leprechaun Origins. I think that was the one where they tried to make it a really gritty horror movie. And it just did. It, there was nothing fun about it then. There was nothing fun because it's not a great horror movie and uh yeah it's more fun as this warwick davis kind of just strange character that does silly things it works for me better like that i guess that's fair all right the last one eddie harrison from filmauthority.com his rotten review straight to vhs rubbish if we were old enough in 1993 would you have paid to see this in theaters? <laughs> uh, I think I might have been disappointed if I paid to see this in the theater. <laughs> but at the same time, I think I think a lot of it depends on expectations, right? I think you have to know what you're signing up for. And if you don't, then some of the some of the responsibility falls on you. Yeah, it's much it's much more fun to like rent this as a movie with friends and laugh at it together, you know, on a schlocky right. horror night yeah. than, yeah, yeah, than yeah, probably yeah. to go see this in the theaters. Yeah. Um yeah, straight to VHS rubbish isn't necessarily a bad thing. It can be a <laughs> lot of fun. All right, Darren. Thank you, Rotten Tomatoes, critics, reviewers. Thank you very much. You're always helpful. It is time. It is time for us to pitch a sequel. Now, I don't know. Did you look up the other sequels? I look. I mean, I know the name of them. I did not read their plots. <laughs> okay. So you're going to this fresh. I, I watched the trailer for each movie. So I at least had an understanding. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So I'm, I'm going to wait until you pitch your sequel, and then I'll spoil all the sequels. All right. All right. That's fair. So my sequel is a prequel. Hopefully they didn't already make this movie. Um, my prequel is all about Ozzy. So mm, Ozzy is our, Ozzy is our uh, in this in the the movie we're reviewing here again is this adult who kind of has a child's mind. To, we're led to believe he has some sort of learning disability or mental handicap of some sort. In this prequel, he has actually met, had an encounter or previous experience with the leprechaun he just doesn't remember and part of the reason he has some learning disabilities of some sort is that he was injured severely with the leprechaun and so it's sort of the story so it's i don't want to say it's an it's an origin story but but it's um it's an encounter that he experienced that sort of explains why he is a believer from the very beginning of that. Like, Oh, this is a leprechaun. You know, you sort of get some background of like why it wasn't just the fact that he is quote unquote, simple minded that he believes it's a leprechaun. It's that it's that he had had a previous encounter with this leprechaun. And I don't even necessarily, it wouldn't even necessarily have to be the same leprechaun, just a leprechaun. I don't know. This movie doesn't really go into detail of, 
how many leprechauns exist in the world. I think the assumption is more than one, but but it's it's not talked about. Um, so yeah, so it would even have to necessarily have to be the same leprechaun. It could be a different one. Uh, so yeah, so a movie around that. So so another sort of uh, horror comedy type thing, but um, that he uh, that Ozzy obviously survives, but there's a lasting sort of of trauma, if you will, that uh, leads to uh, explaining some of his his uh, actions and thoughts in the in the current movie that we are discussing all right darren is filling in some of the holes in the plot <laughs> filling in the backstory with ozzy um all right so leprechaun 2 uh your 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 pitch is unique you did not hit any of the seven sequels yes the first two were released in theaters uh the next six were all straight to dvd uh direct to video sequels leprechaun 2 he falls in love the oh. leprechaun falls in love and like kidnaps a woman. <laughs> oh, he falls in love with a human. With a human woman, oh, okay. and her okay. friends are like trying to get her back, save her. Um, <laughs> Is she in love with him also, or no? I doesn't seem so from the trailer. Okay, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know how it ends. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> uh, leprechaun three. I think he ends up in Las Vegas. And he terrorizes Las Vegas. So many gold coins. <laughs> so many gold coins. I know. That's the, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> Leprechaun 4 is in space. It's actually colon in space. Uh, and he like takes out this group of like army, like uh, futuristic space soldiers, kind of like Alien 2. Uh, <laughs> aliens. Um, and, and he falls in love in that one too. Oh. But I think she falls in love with him in that one. She's like a space warrior babe. I don't know. It gets pretty strange. And that's just <laughs> on the trailer. Uh, in 2000, this genre gets really interesting. They do Leprechaun in the Hood. Uh, with, with a pretty strong cast in this one, too. Um, Ice-T, I think, is stars in it. That one actually looks it looks really good. It looks interesting. Um and then they doubled down on it, Leprechaun Back to the Hood. <laughs> and then uh, Leprechaun Origins is the gritty reboot they tried in Ireland, which was co-produced by WWE Studios. Mm. And then Leprechaun Returns, which brings back Ozzy as an older man working as a mechanic in that North Dakota town. And they, these like fraternity kids buy the old O'Grady place, and they're like trying to turn it into a like eco-friendly off the grid solar panels house and the leprechaun comes back from the well to terrorize and is, them and he is all about fossil fuels <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so those are the leprechaun sequels now with all that out of the way here's my pitch wait one well, let me insert one more thing real fast so i think my guess is that they went for the leprechaun in the hood thing because they saw the success of, if you haven't seen it, 1995 tales of the hood, which is kind of like tales from the crypt, okay. but with like a mostly black cast kind of ur urban theme, I guess you could say like having a lot to do with black history and stuff like that, but real creepy. And it was like pretty good actually. So I recommend that. So I think that's maybe why they went that direction where they're like, oh, well, there was success here in some capacity. Maybe we should go down that road. All right. So those are all the actual sequels. Here's the sequel I would pitch. So I kind of liked our cast of humans. I kind of thought that Tori and uh, Nathan and Ozzy and Alex made a pretty fun team. So the sequel I would pitch, instead of following the leprechaun, I am spinning this off to follow the humans. And now that they've tangled with and dealt with a leprechaun, they are ready to take on other mythical creatures. <laughs> so they're I like, want them. They're like Scooby-Doo. They're <laughs> monster hunters. Exactly. Exactly. So they go around. Give me a, like a Bigfoot. Give me a, an abominable snowman. Give me Loch Ness give me, Monster. Loch Ness Monster. Give me all your mythical creatures. And uh, and our team of Tori, Nathan, Ozzy, and Alex are ready to take them on. I like it. 
I don't know what's go. in it for them, but <laughs> <laughs> fortune and fame. Thanks, they could Andy. go. They could go to New Mexico, where she thought they were, instead of North Dakota, and they could they could go after uh, what is it, Chupacabra? Chupacabra, yes. Yeah, they could go after Chupacabra. It could be a whole thing. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I, I'm keeping. <laughs> I don't know. I thought they were fun. I thought they had good chemistry. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, Darren. Uh, what do we do next on the show? Oh yeah, that's right. It is time for quick picks. It's time for our nitpicks of the movie. It's time to pick out those last little details. Darren just stole one of mine because who can confuse New Mexico for North Dakota? They're not <laughs> even close to also. each other. It's <laughs> like, all right, Darren. Tori needs geography lessons. <laughs> yes. What do you got for us this week in quick picks? There's so many, so so many. <laughs> I know there were way more quick picks than successes <laughs> and failures, to be honest. My first one is when uh, the leprechaun makes the tea early on in the movie. That tea looks extremely hot. It is just, it is nonstop steaming. It's like steaming and then it sort of stops steaming and then it steams harder than it steamed before. It's hot tea. You get cuidado. I think think that's surprising because it feels like uh, heat is one of the weaknesses of the leprechaun. She burns him with the cigarette later. He burns his hand on the stove. Yeah. (laughs) Which he took off with a spatula. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of the schlockiness things. Like when she sticks him on the nose with the cigarette later, he like holds it and pulls it away as he falls back. Right. You know, that's that's part of the schlockiness of it. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you find the opening scene interesting? The whole O'Grady's opening scene? I guess we should have done the successes and failures. I actually found it as a fun introduction to the character. You mean just him coming home with the money and all that jazz? I didn't. Him coming home, him, Mr. and Mrs. O'Grady, I did not find interesting. Okay. Um, but the, the introduction to the character, you learn some of his powers. You learn how evil he and twisted he is. Yeah. Um, the trickster that he is. I thought it was an interesting introduction to the character. You learn that uh, Four Leaf Clover is his kryptonite. Yeah. So it, it was a, I mean, what would you call that? Uh, not an epilogue. An epilogue would be at the end. What would be before? Prologue. It, it works as an, a very good prologue. So I like that. See, they're not all nitpicks. Although I will have a quick pick about that, which is a nitpick. Why bother putting the four-leaf clover on the crate to keep him down if you were just planning to burn the whole thing anyway? Then if you lit it on fire, you would burn up the four-leaf clover, which might let him out. Right. I mean, I understand that at the time, Dan O'Grady was not aware that this leprechaun is essentially immortal. But I did, I did think it was a... It was kind of funny that like literally just placing a leaf, if you will, a clover on a on anywhere. Don't have to like tape it down. Don't have to do anything with it. Just place it, and that's enough. Were these the worst painters of all time? Oh yeah, they were awful. <laughs> they had paint all over themselves. And but who... I bet you, I bet they were cheap. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And who paints a house that color blue? I mean, that was like baby blue. That was like Crayola blue. It was a bad blue, for sure. Yeah. And the shutters were going to be red? I mean, you put a white fence on this house, you're looking at a very patriotic colored house. Yeah, they were going for some very intense colors. All right, what else you got? Why not... So at one point, uh, fairly early on, Jennifer Aniston is at the truck getting more paint and she feels something sort of rubbing on her leg and she thinks it's Nathan. However, it is very clear and obvious that Nathan walked the other direction, nowhere near the car. How could it be Nathan? Yeah, that was pretty dumb. (laughs) Also, is that that what really turns you on, Jennifer Aniston? Is Tori? Tori, is it... Men creeping under cars, rubbing your ankles. <laughs> is that is that what gets you? And yeah, and then she says something awkward to her dad. <laughs> yeah, Boy, they, they really sweep his character under the rug, don't they? Oh my god, I know. I was like, so is he staying at the hospital because of his bite? I guess 
he's it's bad enough that he has to stay over. They don't say anything about it. Yeah, they just sweep <laughs> it on the sweep that they, they should have killed him. I mean, that would have been an yeah. impactful kill. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I've got a a continuity error nitpick. So the guy they bring the coin to, his suspenders are unclasped in the back. So they're like riding up against the back of his neck. But oh. then they cut to a wide shot and they're clasped again. Cut back to that same camera angle, unclasped. Come mm. on. Why would you even let's why would you even say action? Be like, um, hang on, one of our characters' pants aren't buckled, like literally not. <laughs> so, so bizarre. They're just like, we'll use it. Nobody'll notice. That's got to be the indie. Like, we don't have time to reshoot it. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, speaking of the dad, who has the balls to stick their whole arm in an unknown log like that? Absolutely not. I don't care if there's leprechauns or not leprechauns. There could be anything in there. Could Even be if snake. it is a cat, it's going right. to claw you. Right. Yeah. It's a terrible idea. All right. <laughs> Another nitpick for me. Uh why are they serving cheap whiskey and warm beer in a diner? I know it's a really cool diner. Warm beer. Have you been anywhere in your life that served warm beer? Maybe they maybe you know you know where they do is in in Ireland. Yeah, where they pull it, right? They, they pull it. They the serve tap. they serve your your brown ales and your stouts a little warm because there's more character to it. I don't think you're finding a single. I don't think you're finding a diner that has whiskey and beer. But no, it's weird. That's a weird thing. Usually, diners are no alcohol. Yeah, yeah. they probably could have made her a salad. Like I feel like there's a, <laughs> there's at least one head of lettuce in the back of that restaurant. Yeah, the lettuce that they use to put on the burgers. Exactly, a couple yeah. of slices of tomato. She could have yeah. gotten something. Yeah, but she wanted watercress. It's very specific. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Although the painters were awful, I thought they had a pretty good name. Three guys that paint. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I liked it. It's a good name. It's Solid. Good. Solid pickup truck, too. Painting pickup truck. Yeah. The logo yeah, yeah. on it. Uh, he says, I put six rounds in that thing when he shot the leprechaun in the bush there after he gets out of the bear trap. He yeah. put one round in that thing, and then he put five rounds in an empty bush. <laughs> Clearly, ammo was not a concern for Nathan. I know. I thought that was going to come back around because that was your classic horror thing where you're like, you just waste all of your ammunition, and then when you really need it, it's not there. There is no way. I don't care if you're a leprechaun or not. There is no way that tiny little go-kart could spin over <laughs> a, a giant pickup truck. He just rams that little thing, and that thing does a full flip. Yes, I would. Yeah, I was gonna put that, and I was like, okay, they can maybe get away and say that he put his leprechaun magic into it, yeah, into the hit, yeah. right? So as he hit it with his little go kart, he hit it with his magic too. Yeah. Everybody knows leprechauns are strong enough to flip cars, Darren. Come on. <laughs> uh, that uh, kitchen phone that Tori rips off the wall. That magically is ringing once it's on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, that phone was magic the whole time because it never had a cord. There was no <laughs> cord coming out of the wall. There was one screw where the phone was hanging on. There was never a cord on that phone. <laughs> oh, man, that could get so deep. That could get so deep that like <laughs> they've, they've never been talking to anyone on the phone ever. It's all been an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that hard uh, for a set designer to put a no. hole in the wall with a little cord coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one of the things that totally got me as far as comedy, when he gets his bag of gold and he does like all of his little checks to make sure it actually is his gold. And between each check, he like does a little scurry like five feet away. <laughs> and then he does another little scurry back. And he does, he's like, it sounds like me gold. Scurry, scurry, scurry. It looks like me gold. Scurry, scurry, scurry. It smells like me gold. Scurry, 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 scurry. <laughs> <laughs> it got me so... It, just, it, just, it, was to, it was like a total like uh, um, physical acting thing. So I'm telling you, 1,000%. 1,000%. 
Yeah, for Warwick, his total physical acting of just like this, like scurrying back and forth. It was so funny. All right, the this is my last nitpick. The one door in the hospital that she tries while she's running away from him, she tries one door and then complains that she can't get it open. The door she picks has a padlock on it and a big red light overhead, as in like do not <laughs> enter. That's the one door she tried, and then she's surprised she can't get in. It doesn't the red light overhead mean recording? Are they recording in there? Possibly. Yeah, she could have messed up someone's <laughs> podcast. They yeah, could have had a fun podcasting booth for the residents of that hospital or retirement community. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I got you, though. If if you're running away from something, you try several doors. Yeah. All right. Got anything else? Uh, my last one is one that happens in so many movies. That's not how gasoline and fire work. <laughs> it's not how it works. It's not like a grenade. And there's not a timer. <laughs> no. No fuse. So what I'm referencing to, if you have not seen the movie, is they think they've totally killed the leprechaun with the four-leaf clover. He falls in the well. He climbs back up the well, and he's 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 pretty tore up. Like, he's in bad shape, but alive. And so Nathan is like, all right, I've had enough of this. He kicks him back into the well. He pours gasoline into the well, lights a match, drops it in. It doesn't create a fire. It creates a gigantic explosion, <laughs> which is not how it works. <laughs> but to their credit, so many movies do that, and it's just a thing. I don't know. Yep. That, that is a good one. That is a good one. All right, Darren. Uh, trivia this week. Uh, that wasn't really great trivia. I think we kind of mixed it all in. Um, as we went on the podcast here, um, Warwick Davis stopped doing this after the sixth one, I believe, uh, because he became a dad. And it's not that he doesn't think horror movies you know, should exist or there's anything wrong with the character. But once he became a dad, he decided that he, wasn't, he was done with it. You know, I mean, He didn't want his kids to see him like that. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a fair reason to step away from a character like that. Yeah. Did you know Vice President Dan Quayle had a hand in this movie? I did not. He got a special thanks in the credit because his office sped up a work visa for British actor Warwick Davis. Oh. Yeah. Dan Quayle made this possible. What a good guy. Uh, Yeah. So uh, I I think most of the other trivia we kind of uh, sprinkled in there. So... uh, a lot of makeup, heavy makeup. I think he went through three hours of makeup getting in character and one hour getting out of character. Wow. So some heavy makeup work there for Warwick Davis. Um, my lesson this week, I kind of I kind of spoiled my lesson, which was kind of going to be on the, the legend of the leprechaun and the Irish legends and some of the things that people have associated with the leprechaun over the years. But instead... Uh, where do you think the leprechaun lands on the list of all-time horror villains or characters or monsters? This is uh, a list of the top 50 iconic horror villains from Collider.com. I feel like it's pretty down there. I'm going to say, so it's it, 50, you said? Yeah, top 50. I'm going to say 19. I like where your head's at, but you have much more respect for this character than the people at Collider did. <laughs> they put him at 45. He's on the list. They got him at 45. And just so you give some credibility to this list, their top 10 are Annie Wilkes from Misery. Uh, this is horror villains. This is just villains, mm. not monsters or anything mm. like that. Mm. Uh, the Candyman is nine. Uh, Norman Bates from Psycho is eight. Hannibal Lecter is seven. Jack Torrance from The Shining is six. Leatherface is five. Chucky is four. Jason Voorhees is three. Freddy Krueger is two. And Mike Myers from Halloween is their number one horror villain. So just to give this list some credibility here. Yeah. But they got yeah, our yeah. guy. They got Warwick Davis at 45. So, I, you know, he's on the list. That's what's important. Yeah. I feel like for me, if I was making a list like that i think i think your non monster villain is scarier than your monster villain in my opinion yeah i was trying to find a list of just the monsters it was kind of hard everybody just kind of mixed them all in together but like a hannibal lecter i think is scarier than a 
Michael Myers because it's like, you know, he he doesn't have superpowers. He's just a crazy motherfucker. You know? <laughs> yeah. And he likes his farva beans. He does. With a little side of brains. All right, Darren. It is time for us to decide once and for all. Lucky Charms the cereal. Good cereal or bad cereal? What do you say? Only the marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> I used to eat Lucky Charms a lot in college. I, did, I was never a Lucky Charms guy. I was a Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy. I never ate them sure. as cereal, but they had a soft serve ice cream, soft cream, serve vanilla ice cream in the, in the commons in the cafeteria. And you, you sprinkle Lucky Charms on as a topping. It is yeah. very, very good. That sounds good. That's yeah, one way that to gain good. the freshman 15. <laughs> Speaking of cereal, <laughs> do you know that they sell already made cereal milk now? That's a thing. What? Like you could you could buy Lucky Charms milk, right? So that bottom of the bowl stuff is like <laughs> it's its own thing by itself. That is that is disgusting. <laughs> it is disgusting. <laughs> that has to be earned. I know, right? You got to get through that whole bowl of cereal, and your milk has to be kind of warm. I, I I did skip a piece of trivia. Speaking of Lucky Charms, originally General Mills gave them permission. But they were so upset when they saw the finished film, they revoked their permission to have actual Lucky Charms <laughs> in. So they had to reshoot it and replace it with a like a brand name, an off-brand name, yeah, an yeah. obvious spoof. And they changed the line at the end of the movie. The kid originally, Alex, originally says, your luck just ran out to fuck you, Lucky Charms. Uh, they changed the line of the movie. Nice. I wonder if Lucky Charms didn't like it. Because it was like, I wonder, I wonder what their reasons were. Like, like we think this is a bad movie, or it's too violent. Yeah, or I mean, they probably, you know, their they, your whole brand is built on the Leprechaun being a lovable character. So yeah, true, true. Which on the movie poster, the tagline is "Your luck just ran out." So that line mm. would have been perfect, but uh, instead, luck. They gave a little dig to Lucky Charms. All right, I like it for real this time, Darren the Leprechaun. Is it a good movie or is it a bad movie? What do you say? I said that Leprechaun was a good movie. I think, you know, this this is a lot of like setting the correct expectations, right? You you don't, you shouldn't go see a movie without, unless you're like really confident or really don't care. You shouldn't see a movie without watching the trailer or just getting a little bit of information about it. And if you have that bit of information for a movie like this, I think it could be enjoyable and be a good movie, right? If you if you go into it hoping for a real horror movie, then yeah, you're going to be disappointed. But if you go into it with the expectation of you're sort of have this kind of like B-grade horror comedy, then I think you're setting the right expectation and I think you would enjoy it. So with that, I guess sort of caveat, if you will, um, I would put this as a good movie i said like i said earlier if you know if i well no that's the thing i wouldn't have paid for this in the theater because i would have known what i was look what i was getting right so um i would have never gone to the theater and then been disappointed because it just wouldn't have happened um but for what it is and what it's supposed to be i think this is a good movie i think we're in agreement this week and here's how i'm gonna phrase it this movie is not good but it's a good movie. And I think we're kind of in the same line. Like, I'm here for the horror comedy. I'm yeah. here for Warwick Davis's performance. I'm here for this character, which is kind of fun. Like, you, it's fun to see him kill people in silly ways. Right. So, yeah, technically, production-wise, yeah, they were fails. It's not a good technical movie. It's not a well-made movie. But it is a fun movie, and which makes it a good movie for me. It's a movie that I would enjoy watching on a St. Patrick's Day or being in my you know, horror movie marathon come October when I'm in the mood for horror movies. And uh, I think one of the reasons it's resonated in the fact that they've made eight movies out of this character is because uh, the Leprechaun character himself, you don't get to know many horror characters. Uh, you get to know Freddy Krueger, right? Freddy Krueger gets some iconic lines. You get yeah. to know the Leprechaun. 
You don't really get to know Jason Voorhees. You don't really get to know Mike Myers. They don't talk that much. You don't, you don't get any fun with them. You don't get to connect with them as a character. They're just this looming threat. So mm-hmm. I think it makes the Leprechaun fun that we we get to connect with him as a character. We get a lot of we get a lot of personality <laughs> out of this character. And as he continues, whether he's in space or in the hood or returning to this North Dakota town, uh, the character of the Leprechaun is uh, it's a fun character. So yeah, so I'm putting this in my good movie category. Excellent. Happy right. St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Happy St. Patrick's Day. If, if you listen to this while you were driving to work, because St. Patrick's Day is on a Wednesday this year, so I'm guessing most of your St. Patrick's Day activities are going to be saved for the evening. We're still in a global pandemic, so I'm guessing there's no parades to go to or anything like that. You're, you're probably not going out to the bars, so maybe you're doing what Darren's doing and drinking some Irish whiskey at home. Happy mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day, everybody. All right, Darren, coming up next week, we've got another monster movie, but a completely different kind of monster movie. We're taking this thing to the top level. We're going (laughs) to the king of the monsters himself. We are going with 2019's Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And this is in honor of Godzilla vs. Kong coming out in theaters and HBO Max concurrently. HBO is doing that thing this year where all of their Warner Brothers movies are being released at HBO and limited in theaters where you can safely go to theaters. So if you're in the mood for Godzilla vs. Kong, if you want to get prepped, now in the what they're calling the MonsterVerse, this is actually the third movie in the MonsterVerse. There was the original Godzilla remake that they did. There was Kong Skull Island, which I have watched since we decided to do this movie. And now Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which leads into Godzilla vs. Kong. So it's the movie that leads into the movie coming out this weekend. That's why we picked it. There's a little of how we decide what movies to watch. It is, by the way, a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6 on IMDb. So we're going from this one of the smallest monsters to one of the biggest monsters. It is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever podcasting app you are listening on. You can follow us on Twitter at No Meh Movies. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. Thanks for listening. And the next time your friends ask about a movie, take a stance and tell them if the movie is good or bad. Because on this show, there are no meh movies. <laughs>